Scudder, my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, inception. people you know me i'm doing nuts you don't know me yet i guess you're gonna get to know me you know the man sitting to my this side this yeah. um fantasy in session i guess we're all part of the session now uh this is a news you can use early in the week we're gonna hit you with waiver wires injury news we're gonna tell you everything you need to know um today is tuesday which means you're running out of time to get your waiver priority all set up and established make sure that you come out of this waiver wire wednesday morning the winner in your league it's very important, man. If you if you stop playing fantasy football, if you draft, you're gonna lose every year. So uh, these are the big moments going into a big injury week, a big bye week. Man, you gotta keep playing. You gotta keep playing. Fact. A lot of people believe you win your leagues by drafting. I mean, that helps you. Trash. Right, but picking up on the waiver wire will also really win you your leagues. Having that guy putting up running back two or wide receiver two numbers from the flex is a must. Uh, unfortunately, there's a happy medium in here that I haven't found yet, Javar. Sometimes I go a little crazy on the waiver wire, and every week I pick up four or five guys and end up throwing away late season measures. But um, it's fun. It's exciting. It's why we do this, so we can mm -hmm. spend our time not working while we're at work. Um, instead, uh, reading information about younger men than us doing things we could never dream of. Right. Okay. And if, you, if you're not doing fab, you're doing it wrong, man. You're doing it. You are. Yeah. Well, my home league does not do fab, and I've been pushing it for years. So instead, I've got like, I think right now I have 23 different like priority. Drop this, <laughs> this guy for this guy. But if I've already dropped this guy, then do it for this guy. Right, right. It's an, it's an absolute mess. It's an right. absolute mess trying to get it together. But right. we'll get to the guys that you're going to pick up in just a minute. Get to the guys drop in just a minute. Who knows what we're going to talk about. Apologize for the um, lack of organization on the show. Javar, you, you, Gabe, and I just got off the phone. It wasn't 10 minutes ago when we decided to do this. So um, we're just winging it today. We'll get some production stuff for you guys in the future moving forward when we get there. But uh the future is then and, and today is now. So let's let's start with news and injuries, right? It is early in the week. We're starting to hear about some of these guys, some of these really big names, um, whether they're going to be on the field or not. And it, and it makes a difference. Let's start in Cleveland because a lot of things happened in Cleveland last week. Uh, Baker Mayfield fully tore the labrum that was partially torn, mm -hmm. but he swears up and down that he's playing. I don't know if you've seen the quote today, but it basically said, look, man, I fucking decide if I'm playing or not. Nobody else, like nobody else knows what my body feels like. So I'm going to be out there, period. I'd imagine the coaching staff might have something to say about that. But um, I don't know if, if you're a if you're a coach in, in Cleveland and you sit Baker Mayfield when he says he's ready to play, they might run you out of town. So, yeah. No, I was just going to say, with that note and uh, with that information, knock everybody all the receiving options knock them down just had they didn't have a high floor but now they really don't have any floor at all especially if baker is battling through a shoulder injury problematic odell beckham might not play keep an eye on that news landry obviously we know i mean i guess it's dpj out there but he could 
He can catch a ball from anybody down the field. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, whether it's Case Keenum on the field or Baker Mayfield, it doesn't look like we're going to have down the field throws this week because if you do start Baker Mayfield as a coach and you drop him back five or seven steps, then you're doing something wrong and you're definitely going to lose your job. Stefanski mm -hmm. doesn't want to do that. So if he's out there, it's going to be three step drops at the most um, quick releases to keep the defense off of him. Uh, in that same backfield, we know that Kareem Hunt is out. He's on the IR. He's going to be gone for a while. I'd be surprised if we see him again before the end of our fantasy season. That injury looked really bad. Um, he he cried all the way, all the way into the locker room. His partner in that backfield, Nick Chubb, they just declared him out a couple mm -hmm. of minutes ago for the week, so he's not going to be playing either this week on a short week. Uh, I, I believe the news is some version of you know we they could have played him if it was a Sunday game. They would have felt good about playing him, but they're going to give him the extra rest. Um, you know, they're not terrified of Denver. Apparently, they think they can get the win without either of their two stud backs. So we'll get to that a little later on when we talk uh, waiver priorities. But notable, Chubb is out. So uh, it's good to know before it's waiver time. But you've got to do something about that if you were relying on him as your RB1. Some receivers worth mentioning here. Calvin Ridley is going to be back this week. Michael Thomas is eligible to – yeah, well – don't get, I mean, he's a Falcon, so don't get too excited. <laughs> Michael Thomas is eligible to return this week. I don't know that he'll be on the field, but it's interesting to watch those people that drafted him and have been waiting. There's just been a clock somewhere in the back of their mind, just ticking away, ticking away, ticking right. away. He may I'm, be on the field. I'm here in week eight. Week eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's eligible this week. Right, but right. Who is eligible this week probably won't play till week eight. Uh, Jerry Judy. He is. I think he was on the IR, right? He's mm -hmm. off the IR. He's eligible to return. Um, he's. They're picking him off the IR, but probably won't play him. I think the last note I saw was he's 50-50, which is never a really All good right. thing, especially a wide receiver uh, come off of uh, off of the injured reserve. So make sure he's on your roster. Make sure he's not sitting on your waiver wire. I picked him home league, only seventy five percent owned because he will be back and he will be a stud even on a bad team. It doesn't take much for a guy like that to put up fantasy production. Um, at this point in Seattle, we don't know yet whether Alex Collins is going to be playing. Uh, Carol refuses to, to declare him out. I'm real cautious, though, about everything that's happening there. Interesting note in the same backfield, Rashad Penny coming back off the IR this week. Uh, and there seems to be some confidence, at least in the beat writer scene, that he may be able to play. So, again, a name we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, um, but but note, Rashad Penny, you've been waiting to play Rashad Penny for a long time, and he's going to have two weeks before he goes back onto the IR, so if you're going to get him, it's not. you giving him two weeks before you go back? Yeah, maybe maybe three, two and a half, okay? Maybe two and a half weeks. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a joke, but unfortunately, it's like that. Every time you'd be like, oh, Penny had a carry. Oh, he's off on the sideline. I'm going to look at it. It's like, oh, man, become, become a nickel or something, man. No shit. <laughs> Um, speaking of the other side of the ball, Patrick Peterson to the IR. That's big news in, in mm -hmm. Minnesota's defense. Hasn't really been playing very well anyway. Um, so keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the receivers going up against that team. No longer have to face him. Let's see. Paris Campbell, foot injury after, one, well, again, one play, right? Great play. Here's another guy who can't stay healthy. Um, right now, Reich says the injury may be significant. This guy might be hitting the IR again. Um, in his very young career, unfortunate, but uh, that's, the, that's the game these guys play. Uh, Dawson
Dawson Knox out. Um, all, already we know that he's going to be out for a while. Did they add him to the IR? No, he broke a bone in his hand, though. So I certainly wouldn't count on a pass catcher to be on the field producing anytime soon with a broken bone. Did he throw a touchdown pass with a broken hand? Yeah, he did. Okay, but throwing the ball and catching the ball are two different things. He, he, he threw a duck. <laughs> oh, God, it was so ugly, man. It was very, very uh, – I mean, he just kind of shot put the right. damn thing. But when it he was. has muscles, like he does. Good to go. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know uh, one thing about the coast. Uh, Ty, he went out the game. It was looking at his neck. Supposedly, he should be good to go next week. So, uh, yeah, there's somebody to watch out for on waivers yep. too. I, you know what? Find something in your league. Make a side bet for a case of beer. Who's going to hit the IR again first? Is it going to be Rashad Penny or Ty Hilton? Because one of them will do it before we hit the halfway point on this season. I can almost guarantee it. Kadarius Tony. Bad injury to the ankle on a guy that was really coming on strong. Um, again, they're saying that it could be serious. We don't know any more about it now. But if you did just go pick him up off your waiver wire last week, the week before, uh, you're you're probably crying in a pillow at this point because you thought you had yourself a, a league winner. Let's just hope for the best for all these young guys getting hurt, man. Um, it's been a really tough year for injuries. It, it's going to keep going. Um, unfortunately, that's just kind of how it happens. And on top of that, all the buys happening this week to legitimate teams um, full of fantasy pieces. And like, it's going to be sort of a scramble in your league before we get to the waiver wire ads that I am going to suggest. I'll say this because I, I want to say this because I want people to hear it um, in my home league right now. I'm four and two and um, I've got more players on buy or injured than I have bench spots on my team. So instead of dropping a stud, and we don't have any IR spots, instead of dropping a stud, I'm starting with a short lineup this week, okay? I will be starting one less guy than you can this week. Uh, I am doing that fully expecting to lose, and I want everybody to hear this. That is okay. Mm -hmm. It is okay to lose on a week like this where a bunch of your studs are hurt. It's better to lose than to drop a guy that you want as your starter for the rest of the season. Totally I'd rather agree. take the loss because I didn't start a full roster than drop a guy that I think is a starter all season. Totally. If you're Owen, Owen six or whatever, probably a different story kind of depends on where you are in your league, but I'm four and two, even if I was three and three at this point, long season ago, it's okay to take the loss and keep the guys on your team that you want. It might even be better to do that. Just get all your buys out of the way right. in one fell swoop. I, I, did, uh, uh, I did that last week. Um, I didn't only have two quarterbacks in the Superflex League, and Winston was on the buy side. So I started playing there. Luckily, I still won, but it was it was like I didn't want to drop anybody. And then, like, I tell people all the time, they'll look at their team and be like, bro, I have four players that have the same bye week. I have to trade them. I have to do something like, you don't have to do nothing. That's four players that are going to be out one week. You may lose that week, but you're going to have them playing the rest of the year, especially if they're studs. You're going to have them playing the rest of the year. So lose one week and have them the rest of the year, you're good to go. You, you, don't, you don't make the playoffs by going undefeated. You're going to lose games. So I remember when I first started playing fantasy football in the mid-90s, like the worst thing you could do was not pay attention to bye weeks during your drafts. If you got three guys or two guys on your team with the same bye week, everybody just talks shit to you all season. Th times have changed, okay? It's not the mid-90s anymore. It's okay 
Um, just just let it happen. It happens to everybody, so just let it happen, right? Draft everybody next season that has the exact same bye week, start zero guys in that week, and then you don't have to worry about any holes in your roster for the other 16 or 15 weeks, whatever your season is. Right. There's a strategy for you. It doesn't have a fancy name yet, but it will come next week. And also, you don't know your lineup, so you could be playing a week team the week all your teams are on by. It could be a lucky, you know, yeah. matchup for you. So, yeah, man, draft your team, draft your studs. Don't really worry about bias. It's only one week you'll lose. Absolutely. Let's talk about the priority ads for the waiver wire. For those people that have some guys that they can drop this week and they're trying to fill some holes, whether it's, you know, you got Zeke and you got Dak on the same team. Maybe you've got, mm-hmm. like I do, I've got I've got Dak and I've got Zeke and I've got uh, Deontay Johnson and I've got Austin Eckler. I've got all these guys mm-hmm. in the same, same bye week. Like if you, if you can fill these spots because you can drop some players um, that aren't worth starting, do it. The first guy that we have to name on this list because of the news we talked about is Dearness Johnson, okay? Mm-hmm. 3% owned right now in leagues. Um, it's him and Demetric Felton co- going onto the field as the two starters. I think they signed somebody else off of yep. off of the street, but I wouldn't worry about those guys. Last year, when Chubb and Hunt both missed time, Dearness Johnson stepped in, and he performed fine. Like, he's not going to blow your socks off, certainly. Nobody is on this offense this week. But he is going to be the starting running back, at least on first down and second down. Demetri Felton, who is everybody's favorite sort of like camp boys, like a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. Zero carries on the year so far. He's not he's not going to get a lot of uh, of carries. He's certainly not going to out touch um, Dearness Johnson, who's been on the team for longer, who has done this before. Um, they get to play the Denver Broncos, who, if you just look at the bottom line, they look like they're real good against the run. But in the last few weeks, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Latavius Murray, these guys all went double digits against them. I'm not too worried about that that run defense. They're certainly not going to stop these guys. You can get double digits, I think, with the Dearness Johnson as a decent fill-in piece. Um, so he's probably going to be at the top of the waiver priority for me wherever I can. Drop yep. Something. Yep. If you get this guy, you got to start him. Um when it comes to teams uh, like the Browns or like Dallas, I really don't, you know, look at the matchup because they're going to run the ball or or even uh, San Francisco. They're going to run the ball. They have an awesome old line, so they're going to be some holes for the guys, so you don't have to be that much talented. He should put up decent flex numbers. So, uh, yeah, you get this guy, He's you got to start him. Spend, uh, I mean, don't go crazy spending because he's a literal one-week rental. We know Mm -hmm. Chubb is going to be back next week, and Chubb will be Chubb. Johnson will still get some work. Um, But somebody that you can start on this week where you're probably hurting. Let's go other running backs here. These aren't necessarily in total priority order because there's some receivers I'd rather have. But um, some other guys, some running backs on this list for me, J.D. McKissick is probably somebody you should look at. We saw Antonio Gibson leave the game last week. I think he left the game a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He's got a calf and a shin now. I don't know if it's the same the leg, the same yeah, injury. MRI on the shin. It's, it's a, it's, it seems problematic, and I think at this point, at best, he's going to be on a snap count. He should be on a snap count. That's, that's the right move for Ron Rivera which just means more work for McKissick, who has already cemented his role on this offense. If he gets some of that um, running back carry work. Now, I know Patterson, the young guy, is going to probably step in and take some work too, but McKissick's the proven piece. Owned in 42% of leagues. Him versus Green Bay. Uh, Khalil Herbert with South Chicago ran all over the place against Green Bay last week. You know, Denver after that, then a bye. So you got a couple of weeks where you can probably roll out McKissick and be pretty confident. 
Um, maybe even a really good game script for that pass catching work from McKissick right. against Green Bay this week. And even outside of Gibson, um, if Gibson plays, JD McKissick is still a decent play, yeah. uh, pickup. He's seen ten targets last week, and uh, this this is without uh, well Terry Scary is uh, working through injury. They got Logan Thomas is on the IR and Curtis Samuels on the IR, and I know Dominique uh, Brown he was battling some injuries as well. So JD McKissick has to step up in the passing game for this team. So yeah, I, I like I like acquiring JD McKissick, and I think you can start him this week too if uh, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, and Dominique Brown doesn't play. Do you mean Deami Brown? Are you trying to say Deami? Oh, yeah. I keep saying Dominique Brown. If you don't know me and Gabe, we salvage names daily. <laughs> it, look, if you don't write it down, cue card, and you can't read it, and I can't blame you for getting I'm, it wrong. I'm just using initials D dot Brown. <laughs> D dot. I like that for a good nickname for the boy. Um, yeah, you know what? Red zone work for McKissick, even if Gibson's mm-hmm. in there anyway. It's been happening all year, so go ahead and do it. Another running back that I should think you should add, maybe more a long-term guy than a short-term guy here, um, is Michael Carter. You know, he was coming on, taking over that backfield work. He's 62% of the rush attempts on this team mm-hmm. over the last two games they played. And then the Jets had a bye, so people forgot about this kid. You know, I, I think he's owning about half of the leagues out there, which means he might be available in yours. Take a look. Somebody to stash. You know, Cincinnati, Indianapolis coming up uh, in the next mm. few weeks, New England this week. I think he's somebody that if you're hurting for injuries or you're hurting for buys or even as a flex spot, Michael Carter's getting enough work at this point in both phases of the game um, that you can probably put him put him out there and uh, take a handful of points. I love it. It's an ugly offense, but he's leading the backfield and touches. He's the best guy in that backfield. Um, he'll lose the first tackle a lot. So I, I love Michael Carter tape. He just it's just offense sucks. But with injuries and buys, he's a good grab and yeah. you will start. You gotta, you gotta dig deep. And then the, the the last running back I think I have on my list, uh second to last, the last one that I'm serious about. Um, is Rashad Penny. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. it during the injuries here. If Alex Collins does end up missing time, or again, if he's on a snap, uh, that we know that the team and the coaching staff really like Penny. They drafted him um, year in and year out. They talk him up during camp, at least when he's available during camp. If he's back this week, we know he's off of the IR. If he's ready to play, and it looks like the coaching staff is confident that he's ready to play, um, I think he he they wouldn't have any problem sticking him out there as the lead dog in this backfield. So, um, do that. And even if Alex Collins does get the okay to go, groin glute injury, this is a soft tissue injury on the bottom half of a running back's body. This is problematic. It's the kind of injury that one wrong tweak, and he's going to be out for the game. Um, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel too bad about Penny. If they say he's healthy, put him in my lineup, even if Alex Collins is there. Um, New Orleans is a pretty good run defense, but this is another one of those teams where they're going to run the ball. They know how to run the ball. Travis Homer broke off a bunch of big runs mm-hmm. last week. I'm not really worried about the uh, matchup as much as I am just this offensive line. Who cares who's that quarterback? I like Penny as a pickup. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like him as a pickup. Way to see him, DJ Dallas, Homer, whoever you think is going to out-touch and win the touches, either of those three guys, I like him and put him on the bench as a staff just to see how things play out this week. DJ Dallas is trash. I just bought that. I just bought that uh, domain just a couple minutes ago while while you were talking. He looked all right out there the other night. Coming soon at DJDallasIsTrash.com. The last running back that I will say, and this is for them really deep leagues, 
Uh, Mark Ingram is available in 60 plus percent mm -hmm. of leagues, Arizona, the Rams, Miami. These are his next three opponents. He's taken over the backfield in Houston, 60% of the touches over the last two games. He's the only back to have double digit touches in any game all season. Um, he also has the third highest goal line share of any running back in the league. 83% of that team's goal line work is going through Mark Ingram's hands. Uh, only, only Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler have a higher percentage there. So uh, he's a guy where you might be able to sneak some points out of here and there. If you're in a really deep league, maybe it's one of these dynasty leagues with 28, 28 man benches. Um, go ahead and look for Ingram as somebody that you might be able to steal some points out of in the running back spot. And that's my bat last back. For this I'm, not, I'm not mad at anybody when it comes to all these injuries going on and, uh, and by weeks, He's going to be on somebody's team starting in the flex, at least, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've been starting him, unfortunately. Some of my teams are riddled with injury, Javar. Just, just getting fucking destroyed out there. Watch your language. This is a family show. Let's talk wide receivers for a minute, shall we? Darnell Mooney, my boy, my mm -hmm. Chicago Bear, the number one on them Chicago Bears, available in more than half fantasy leagues. I don't know what That's is wild. happening terrified of Justin Fields. I don't know what it is. Go put Darnell Mooney on your roster. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh are the next three opponents. And I'll tell you this, Tampa Bay has given up the second most points to wide receivers in the league. Pittsburgh's given up the third most points to wide receivers in the league. These next three weeks might be big weeks for Darnell Mooney. Um, the offense is starting to look good. Bill Lazor is calling plays. He's not going to be giving it back to Nagy anytime soon. The day Nagy takes pl play calling back is the day he gets fired. So um, that's just going to stay where it is. Mooney has outsnapped Robinson in every game but one so far. Um, wow. He's tied or out-targeted Robinson in four games out of six. Wow. He leads the team in targets, receptions, yards, 100-yard games, and yards per reception does Darnell Mooney. This guy is the number one. Um, they, that's crazy. Allen Robinson is out the door for sure. <laughs> so if you want my take, I'm going to plug another show really quickly here because I'm all over the internet. If you want my take on Allen Robinson, I, I last during the Monday Night Football game, um, I was on the TCK Pod show on the um, Fantasy something. I don't remember what the fucking YouTube channel is anymore. They they keep changing. Uh, go look up TCK Pod on on Twitter, and they'll tweet out the show for you. But I went deep. I did a deep dive into Allen Robinson and told you why it's safe to hold on to him and uh, get ready to start him soon. But that does not take away from my love for Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney's a man. I said this in the offseason. They drafted Justin Fields because the thing that put him over the top was because Justin Fields is the most accurate deep ball thrower we've seen come out of the draft in three years. Uh, and they knew what they had with Darnell Mooney after mm -hmm. he burned everybody on every play last season. They wanted that pairing to be on the field offensively. So those two are going to continue uh, to hook up. Justin Fields is starting to look comfortable. The offense is starting to look pretty good. Mooney's going to be getting the work. Why is he available in 55% of leagues? I remember, he ain't available in none of my leagues because I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nice done. Here's another receiver. That you should go get. Coming off an injury, Sterling Shepard steps right back into the mm -hmm. role that he started the season with. 14 targets this week. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we said it earlier, Kadarius Tony now out, mm -hmm. likely out in week seven. Probably going to be out a couple of weeks after that, the way that those beat writers are talking. That's a word, me at first, but now if he's not playing, fire Shepard up for sure. 
do it. Kenny G, Darius Slayton, still mm. very questionable for this week. There is a chance that you're starting two wide receivers for the New York Giants this week are Sterling Shepard and Dante Pettis. Go fucking put Sterling Shepard in your starting lineup. I don't care how bad the offense is. They like to throw it to him. And there's something about Dante Pettis that does not vibe with the NFL. So let's make this happen, people. Bob, I got to go somewhere. You definitely starting Shepard next week. Stud. Ten targets again next week. I don't even know who they played. Did I write down who they play? Carolina this week. Carolina's defense started strong. They're falling off pretty quickly. Then Kansas City after that. That's the team everybody wants to play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next two weeks are easy starts. Las Vegas after that, not as good um, a matchup, but still. Do it. Another wide receiver that I really like here, a little bit deeper. A lot of people on Twitter are talking about this kid right now. It's Jamal Agnew from the Jacksonville Jaguars, available in 100% of leagues going into tonight's waiver, uh, waiver, whatever you call it. Tomorrow morning, my guess that number is going to be cut in half. 13 targets over the last two weeks for this kid, seven and six, right? 11 catches over the last two weeks. That That's more targets in those last two weeks combined than LaVisca mm-hmm. Chenault, okay? It's one less target than Marvin Jones. Uh, when DJ Shark got injured and left, they tried for one week to put Tavon Austin in that wide receiver three role. It did not work. And immediately they pivoted to Agnew, who has this locked up. 61% of snaps for him over the last two. Only 29% to Tavon Austin, who is the next best. It is the Agnew show. He has the highest passer rating when targeted of all the players on this team. All the players on this team. That includes James Robinson. That includes whatever time they're rolling out there these days. I don't I don't even know. It's, he's better than James O'Shaughnessy, who's coming off of injury next next week. But uh, this kid is a uh, he's a playmaker. He's super fun to watch. A 4-3-4 guy. Um, I don't know if you remember this from way back when, but when I watch him, like the name that jumped off the page to me is Eddie Royal when he played for the San Diego Chargers, Mm -hmm. like super electric return man, slot wide receiver who knows how to use his speed, but also knows how to use his body, great hands, an absolute insane body control. This guy was, believe it or not, in college, he was a um, run support cornerback. Uh, who had some good ball skills. I think nine interceptions in three years in in college and at San Diego State, I believe is where he went. But uh, he's learning the wide receiver role. They didn't let him do it in Detroit when he was there for three years. They're letting him do it here. Urban Meyer is learning how to coach in the NFL, and he's adapting, which I did not expect. And uh, one thing that he's learning how to be a coach outside of the football field, too. (laughs) He's doing some work outside of the football field. (laughs) It's not the kind of work that we support. I do support it on this show, married or otherwise. Just ask your wife's permission first. That's my advice. As long as she knows about it, it's fine. That's it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, look, go get Jamal Agnew. I think rest of season he's going to be really worth it. He's he's, he's, he's so electric. I I like him. uh, I do have uh, – I'm spending some fat money to try to get this guy. He's looking like what we thought Chenault was going to be. He's taking on that Chenault role, and he looks better than Chenault at it. Chenault is dropping passes all across the field. And uh, uh, Lawrence is throwing the ball at least 34, 35 times a game, and he's seeing at least six of them. And Lawrence is looking better each week. So I I love it, man. He's going to be a flex guy that a lot of people are starting each week, especially with the buys going on. Love that. So look at Jamal Agnew's old team, the Detroit Lions, absolutely pitiful in the wide receiver room. 
But I do think I'm on Ra St. Brown. I'm on Ra. He's the, mm-hmm. uh, the Egyptian sun god, right? I think he's worth a look this week. 97% available. Um, some decent matchups here. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, the L.A. Rams over the next few weeks. Uh, you know, this is a guy that you got. You have to be kind of desperate to go reach for. But I do think he's got top 20 wide receiver potential. Mm-hmm. Um, eight targets, eight targets, seven targets. Cephas is on the IR. We know he's not there. Yes, Khalif Raymond has out him, but I think Amon Ross St. Brown as a young player is probably better, and that will kind of come out in the wash as he gets more reps on the field. Uh, really big question is just what can Jared Goff do? He's got to be able to play better. He got called out by his coach this week, so um, hope stuff turns around a little bit for that game. And uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown has opportunity to uh, impress over the next few. Uh, uh, uh. I, I like him, but I don't think his ceiling is as high it's because golf golf is not gonna throw uh you know not gonna throw the deep ball to the guy. So uh, I think he, he can be between a good eight to ten points per week. Uh, so yeah, if you're in a pinch, you got to start this guy. He's at least gonna give you eight points. That's what I like about the guy. He's like my uh, Mandingo deep reach for this week. Like you got to be real deep to make it happen. But if you can, if you if you have to. Then you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, last receiver on my list here is a guy, again, from your your home squad, Russell Gage, coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Kyle Pitts has kind of come on mm-hmm. in his absence, right? Well, he's getting some of those targets. This is a pick him up and put him on your bench and just kind of see what happens. Ridley's going to be coming back this week as well. So I certainly wouldn't start him this week, but 94% available. Um, he's available everywhere. Some decent matchups coming up for, for that team as well in the past game. Pick him up, stash him, see if he gets any kind of target role. If he's getting six, seven targets over the next couple of weeks, then he's going to become flex worthy for you. But you don't want to miss out on a, on a wide receiver mm-hmm. three or a deep flex um, that is available if you've got the room to stash. Right. He's going to be free, too. Nobody's really looking at Russell Gage. So, yeah, I, I like that call. Just pick him up, stash, see what he do. If he missed out on some other guys that you were looking out on the waiver wire. Yeah, put him way down on the bottom. He's on the very mm-hmm. bottom of that list of 23 things for me, right? So a lot of things have to go wrong for me to put Russell Gage on my roster. But I'm willing to do it if everything does. Uh, all right, so I'm going to hit you with one question before we get out of here. We're already 10 minutes later than we said we were going to go. But um, give me a trade target here. We're week six. We're, we're going into week seven here. Who is it that you're looking at trading for, whether it's in Dynasty or just in your redraft leagues? You know, there's enough evidence out there to say who who's struggling or, or who's producing right now. So who are you trying to get? Uh, see, with all the injuries going on, I, I kind of look ahead. Uh, I like what you caught out about Carter. I went ahead and I grabbed my Carter like two, three weeks ago. I, I just foreseen it. He was the better back and he was going to get most of the carries. So I like going to get this guy um, because he's not going to cost you much, right? So this is a guy, say if you wide receiver heavy, you just need a running back because somebody's hurt and going through flex. You won't have to give up your stud to get Michael Carter right now because he's not worth that much. So you can get up a lower player and get Michael Carter, who's going to be worth more than what he is now in in in, in four weeks or so. So I love the uh, Michael Carter take, and he's the guy that uh, I've been looking at. And I've also been uh, looking at Claypool. Um, I was looking at Claypool before last week, and now he went out and he had a dud week. So now jump on this opportunity to go get Claypool for cheaper than what you would have had to pay uh, in the previous week, uh, he's going to be second wide receiver out there. He can go long. He can uh, do the short intermediate routes. He can 
take a short pass to the house. So this is a guy you have to go out and get for the low right now because in a couple of weeks, his stock is only, only going to rise. And that's uh pretty much for me. I do have a question about the tight end land uh, commit, Cole commit for the Bears. You are a Bears friend. Last week, he's seen five targets and finally caught four of them. Is it working? Oh, I think my guy, I think my guy is gone. Oh no, my guy is gone. Well, that's the show, people. Check us out next week. You know what's going on. We're here every week, bringing a wire, waiver wire, and the news for you to use. Please Wait. tap in. Oh, he's back. We're not done. <laughs> Just you, st- you start talking right. cold. My whole system just went fucking ape shit. Right. I am not. I am not a cold commit fan. However, um, I he he's he's looking pretty good out there. He's looking. He's running like a man when he gets the ball. Jimmy Graham has like three targets on the year. So if you're real, real, real mm-hmm. deep, really struggling, if you had Dawson Knox. Um, mm-hmm. on your team. Maybe Cole Komet is somebody you can go and get. I really love your Chase Claypool take here. Um, what people don't remember, if you just saw last week as a dud, he's still coming off of an injury, mm-hmm. um, probably not 100% yet. And anybody that can take that eye black and just like rake their face and play like that all game is a man that I absolutely want a piece of, um, either on my fantasy team or in my bedroom. But He's uh, a man of war. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he, he's a stud. He's a stud. I will add to that list the guys that I'm going hard in the paint for the guys that I'm spending everything I can spend spend for right now Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert my favorite offense to watch in the league both of them had really bad games and now they have a buy right so you can start talking to the Austin Eckler owner in your league right now um, and over the next 10 days convince him that uh, they're tired of having this guy and his team it's going to be two weeks of no production maybe by middle of next week you'll talk him into a trade that's my plan anyway it's going to happen and I'm going to go win the fucking world. All right. You got to be a slick talker. <laughs> uh, have we met, man? Come on. I got I got I got that snake oil. I'm ready. I see. This ready. is true. This is true. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready, man. It's fine. I'm thinking about trade-in. Um, I'll run this one by you. I'm thinking about trade-in. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Tyler Murray, those two on my team. Mm. Oh, I, I'm, I'm keeping Murray. Uh, I'm I'm fine with trading and Gibson. He's getting injury prone, especially in redraft. But I'm keeping Murray. He's 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 it's a package deal. It's a package deal. I get it, but he he he's the engine to that offense, man. It it doesn't go without him, man. Yeah. And he got all those weapons now. Ertz, uh, all the p- people who have a name, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's hard. You know, what, you know what the issue is for me? Give me. I, I, I like that white quarterback. Something about something about that. <laughs> Fine skin tone. <laughs> well, you better go get a uh, Josh Allen, and I guess, I guess, I guess who's in the top? So it is like Lamar up there, Josh Allen, Josh Allen baby, stud, and Tom Brady. Other than that, is Dakin fucking Brady? Right. Hey, look, I think that's the show here for us, huh? I love it. Good, good shit. Pretty good show. I think uh, my face is going to pop up around around this, these parts a few more times here over the next handful of weeks toward the end of the season. I don't know if you're on TikTok. I don't know who's watching, but if you like that shit, I think uh, I might even show up there. I don't know how to spell fucking TikTok. Apparently, it ain't the way that the mouse does. But um, look for me everywhere. 
I don't tweet, but I'm on Twitter. Um, also, I'll just show up in your uh, in your inbox here with uh, Javar and the boys on occasion, I guess. Yep. You did. You did. Welcome to the team, Deweez. We appreciate you bringing the waiver wires. People need this news so they can continue on this season and make it to the championship. Appreciate you. You know how you know that I know what I'm talking about? Fill me in. Fucking books and the bookshelf behind me. <laughs> I can read, people. They said, if you want to hide it, put it in the book. So with that message, pick these people up out the waiver wire, listen to Deweese, and read a book every once in a while. And uh, have a great time. See you next week. Out. Peace. Yeah,